Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another show to the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? Nikki Snacks and myself are going to go through college football and the NFL. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Another sewed, another dollar. And here we are as it stands. College football. Michigan State goes down. Opening the door a little bit, a crack for Cincinnati. OU as well. Ohio State kind of controls their own destiny at this point. And they'll be in. And Wake Forest goes down, eliminating the ACC. Oregon's still in the mix, obviously, with a win. I'm very much not sold on them, but that's another tale for another time. What does the Michigan State loss mean for you and Cincinnati's odds to go to the playoffs? Well, definitely is good for Cincinnati. I mean, kicking out another team from the top four that I wouldn't say they're undeserving because they're undefeated and it looked like they were the, the top dog of the Big Ten, but it definitely helps Cincinnati open up a door and deservedly so. I think Cincinnati deserves a little more respect. They've had some pretty convincing wins and they should be in that top four. Now, for as far as the Big Ten goes, um, you're right. Ohio State controls their own destiny at the end of the day. If they win out and they go out and win the uh, Big 12 championship, then they foreseeably are in the college football playoff. So I wasn't necessarily sold on this Michigan State team. I don't think a lot of people were. They haven't played this well in a long, long time. They do have a really generational talent in Kenneth Walker the third, but let's be honest, I wasn't really scared of Michigan State heading into the college football playoff. And I think the committee also kind of put them in there knowing that they weren't going to stay. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a trap game to begin with. You see, like uh, I thought the Washington game for Oregon, which they escaped, was a trap game. You see the teams that are good, not great, having these top-tier teams come into their house even the te- especially the teams like look this is in Georgia. Georgia goes into play a team that's of the caliber of like let's say what's the caliber of Purdue? They go into play Mississippi State, right? Let's say for hypotheticals, Georgia goes to play Mississippi State. We're looking at that and Georgia's going to clean house. It's really not a trap game. Right. Georgia's kind of, you know, pretty much a wagon heading towards Alabama and we'll see what happens. They've pretty much locked it in honestly as long as they don't lose before the SEC Championship game. But when you have a Michigan State team that no one's really sold on, you have this Purdue team where this is their Super Bowl, this is their playoff, right? Now they're six and three. You know, they're playing for a legit bowl game, and it's an ultimate trap game. I'm not surprised Michigan State didn't make it out of this one. It, it, it's they can still get back yeah, in the mind. mix. They have the win over Michigan, so they have that over them. And if they somehow go to Columbus and beat Ohio State, then they control their own destiny. And Michigan State can still get back in the mix. They're not fully eliminated yet. Um, but that's a bad loss to Purdue, though it was at Purdue. Uh, 
what does this mean for the Heisman race now? Is Bryce is it is it a runaway train with Bryce Young? Is this what's going to happen again? I feel like no. I feel like he should be the favorite, but really no one wants him to win. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like at times he's he hasn't been as electric as everyone makes him out to be. Yeah, it's just they're always dominating those games. Besides the one loss they have against A and M, but I think we're going to have to look and see what the stats look like in those really big games, the game against Auburn, right? Or Mm -hmm. the game against A&M, see what his stat line look like the game. If he goes to the sec championship against Georgia, foreseeably what that's going to look like. So, you know, I, I spoke of on this on our Texas show, I actually spoke with a Heisman voter last week Mm. and I was just, you know, for shits and giggles, asking him what it would take for Bijan Robinson to win the Heisman based off how many losses we have. And he's like, I don't even want to look at, at, at wins and losses, especially for a running back. Mm-hmm. What I look at is how that player performed in the big games. And he played well against Oklahoma, right? And he, he played pretty well against, against Oklahoma State. Or no, not well against Oklahoma State. He played okay against Baylor. But Kenneth Walker's been playing pretty good in all of his big games. We really have to kind of just assess and look and see if Bryce Young has been playing well in those games. Same with Matt Coral too. I mean, playing at Ole Miss, he always has a lot of tests coming up in, in the SEC. There's a lot of games that are really important. So he's also in the mix, but uh, it's really hard to say, I think. And yes, Bryce Young was one of the favorites heading into the season, but I just don't think he's been dazzling anybody. Yeah, I think he's just the safe pick. Honestly, if he continues to play this way, if they go undefeated, they handily win the Big 12, we could see Caleb Williams win the, win the Heisman. Which is crazy because he came in, what, four or five games into the season? Yeah, I mean, he's got 14 touchdowns in the air, four in the ground, one interception. I mean, I think he's the best quarterback in college football. I, I don't really think it's a question mark for me. As a Texas fan, would you be okay with Spencer Rattler transferring to UT? Um, I'm down to get him in the mix. I mean, we're going to cover this on our Texas show, but we just don't have a guy. It's so blatant. We don't have a closer, right? We have, we have two game managers. And so when the game doesn't need to be managed, but needs to be one, we don't have that. No, that's the biggest issue right now. And it, it kind of all stems from a quarterback perspective. You need to have a quarterback, you know, for everything else to kind of fall into place. And I think the team right now is in limbo. They're not motivated in the right way. The defense kind of feels like, if they let up some points, then it's just all downhill because the quarterbacks can't get back in it. Like you just said. Yeah. So there's also a lot of pressure on Bijan to be that guy to carry the offense. And it's just not working right now. I mean, he fumbled twice last game. So there's a lot of uh, gut checks that need to happen. These, these players kind of just need to look themselves in the mirror and, and just figure out, you know, what they can do from here to, to turn them, turn the page and, and just get better. And, this season's already a wash, but you know we had we said it on our Texas show, like you know, build off of this for the seniors out there, for some of the juniors, use it as an interview, right? Yeah. Use it as game film to to get to the next level and play in the NFL, and then for the underclassmen, get better in your game, but also play well enough where it can help you next season. Absolutely, and I think I do think though that in college football, take away special teams because you just have to, you can't make mistakes there. That's a given. Defense, run game, pass game. You need to do two of three exceptionally well if you want to be a successful football team. Mm-hmm. You have to do two of like Georgia's quarterback situation. It isn't like, you know, nothing. It's nothing to write home about. 
Like Bennett's fine. Or if it's right. JT Daniels, it's not like these guys are like these guys are pros. But their run game is great and their defense is lights out. They have mm-hmm. two of the like when Bam, like AJ McCarron was at Bam, like AJ McCarron wasn't like really going out there and like the reason the main reason they were winning games. They had by far and away the best defense. And then they had their running back after running back after running back. You have to do still an NFL player, but yeah, still an NFL player. He's good. I mean, like, but in or if you go, you know, to LSU, no one could stop them offensively. So it didn't matter what anyone else put up on the defensive side. And they had a good defensive right. players, but their offense was so dynamic in the air and on the ground. I just think we don't do two things. We do we just run the ball really well. We don't pass that well. I know their stats will say otherwise, but in big moments, we don't pass well, and our defense isn't that good. I think that it's pretty much – I think Toss had brought it up that a two-loss Bama team could get in, and the more I watch these other teams play, like the more I think it's feasible that that's if the, other, if the only other loss is to Georgia in the SEC championship game and it's really close. Like this Ohio State team's not that great. It's really young, and it's really close fresh. games. They play like, it's really like then you should not be playing Nebraska that close if you're going to win the national championship. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And then it's part of the knock on Wake Forest. They were undefeated, but all their games are really close and they let up a lot of points. But um, I don't know. The two loss team thing is is definitely really interesting. I can't see how you put Bama in over a one loss Pac-12 champion, and if that's Oregon. I can't see how you put Bama in over an undefeated Big Twelve champion if that's OU. Um, well, they, they've do, well right now they're doing a two losses different, but right now they have a one loss Bama team ahead of the presumed champion. In right. Well, that's what I'm saying. If a two loss Bama team makes it, that means they jump a bunch of teams. I mean, I don't think OU is going to lose. In my opinion, I think that from here on out, it's pretty much a cakewalk. They're in just Baylor. depends on who they just yeah just depends on who they play in the Big Twelve Championship. There's yeah. you know anything can happen in that game, but um, you know I I just don't see it happening if there's if that's the outcome if, if Oregon continues to be beat all these teams that they're playing and, and same with OU and if Cincinnati is undefeated too, it's like how do you keep them out? Yeah, I mean the. OU has Baylor, Iowa State, and they're at Oklahoma State. They go to Stillwater. And if they win all that and win the Big 12 and Caleb Williams does play well, they're going to go in and he's going to be in New York and you're not going to be able to keep them out. I think the two-loss Bama thing is it's just what would happen this season. The season's super weird. Clemson is so bad. We are so bad. Miami didn't take any steps forward. UNC was an utter disappointment, but they take out Wake Forest, who was supposed to rep the ACC out of nowhere. It's a really, it's a really obscure season. Like, I don't like, I really don't know what to make this Cincinnati team. Like, I want to believe that they're really good, but like 28 to 20 against Tulsa. Like, are we really saying that's a top four team in college football? Like, I don't buy this Oregon yeah, team. I don't know. They're getting it done. I mean, they're winning games. They're, yeah, they're, they're getting winning. it done. Yeah. You just got to have a W. Um, I mean, they're they're going to be in the Big Ten. Or, sorry, the Big 12. Um, it's true. In the next couple of years when Texas and OU leave. So, there's just... I hate that that the committee just puts a premium on the history of a program sometimes. It's like, all right, Cincinnati, you should have played better in the 1950s, 1960s. That's the case which sucks because you know Cincinnati has been playing good football for the last few years now, and they really deserve an opportunity to 
get into the college football playoff at some point. And Desmond Ritter has also been playing great football. I mean, he's a great talent and I don't think he deserves Heisman, um, you know, reps right now, but I, I also think that he, you know, he could he become pro Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'll go at some point. Um, we we keep talking about the Heisman. We'll go to the NFL MVP. Stafford has a bad game. I think Mahomes is out of it at this point. I don't care how well Rodgers plays. I can't imagine anyone's going to vote him for MVP. After all the antics, call, people calling him a liar. He's been a mess in the media. Uh-uh. Is it Kyler Brady? Was yeah. Herbert still in the mix, kind of? He had a great game today. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said Derrick Henry's in the mix, but goes down with the ankle injury that could end his season. Uh, Kyler misses a game this week, but they still get a W, so... Um, mm-hmm. that's not going to hurt his MVP chances, but I would say Kyler's probably the front runner. Brady's probably two. Um, and right now I'd say Herbert could be three. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, I mean, I, I think reason, the only reason that, you know, the charters are as good as they are is because of Herbert. And you, you look at the Cardinals, they clearly won a game with Colt McCoy playing. So they didn't against a, a decent sporting honors team too. So it's not like, you know, it's all on him, but if charters don't have Herbert, they're not winning anything. I'm sorry, but I'm done saying this 49ers team is decent. They're not. They're just not. They lost to Colt McCoy, who, shout out to him. We love him. He's a long one, but he's a backup. Chase Edmonds goes out. No DeAndre Hopkins. No A.J. Green. J.J. Watts out for the year. This team's like depleted in a, in a week. They're not good. They're not good. They, they are like a bad. They're like not a good team. Honestly. Yeah, but they're not in the same tier as like the Texans, the Dolphins. No, those teams suck. The Jags. I mean, the Jags got pulled out of stunner against the Bills, but still, I mean, it's not the same tier of team. Yeah, I just think it's like a really the NFL. I'm just kind of disappointed because the NFL was so hot to start. There were so many good games, so many great players. Like it seemed like there was like serious contention. Like you didn't really know who was going to win. But obviously, injuries have just taken force and yeah. taken I mean, the season by storm. Injuries have blown up this season. A lot of stars have gone out, and it's really hard to see. But also, referees have been blowing blowing the entire season. And you know, we say it every season, but it's every game: the roughing the passer calls, unsportsmanlike conducts, the personal fouls. Like they're so soft. If you watch the end of the Rams Titans game. Aaron Donald had a, a roughing the passer that was so not roughing the passer. They they asked the resident expert, Terry, whatever his name is from from NBC, and he's like, I'm I do not see the roughing the passer there. Like that should not have been called at all. Mm-hmm. And that's like when the game is on the line. That was a third down play. The next play would have been fourth down. They would have punted. The Rams would have had a chance to score and cut it to a one possession game. So I mean, the referees just need to. They all need to get together and figure out what rough in the passer actually is because it's, it's been called way too much this season and it's, it's really ruining the game. Well, look at the NBA did the NBA was so whistle happy and trigger happy the past couple seasons. And they kind of done away with that and it's sped the game up. It's brought it back to real basketball, not some kind of manipulation of the rules or I just hate I, my least favorite part about football is every play. Someone's looking at the ref. Every player receiver's yeah. got his hands up. A corner's well, got his hands up. A lineman's got his hand. Someone's got their hands up. You like, look. You look sometimes at like the style of how a quarterback plays his game. Sometimes, and 
you'll see guys throw those one-on-one routes every now and then because they're hoping for a pass interference. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's a 50-50 ball, but there's also a 50-50 chance that the the defensive back commits pass interference and you get the ball at the spot of the foul or in college 15 yards. I and mean, we see it all the time. I mean, that's smart football in a sense, but at the same time, the way that the game has been shaped has enabled that. And so you're right. I mean, there you always see guys looking for a flag. You always see coaches getting pissed off about flags. You always see, um, you know, DBs when they make a play, they look around. They're like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't commit a foul. Like it's yeah. just, it's not fun to watch. I'm done it's, with spot really of the foul. The yeah, it is ruining the game. I'm done with spot of the foul. I like the college rule, 15 yards. Let's call it a day. 15 yards. I can't yeah. be sitting here on the 30 yard on our own 30 yard line. Someone throws a bomb to the five, like PI, like maybe he would have caught it yeah, in the end zone. All of a sudden you have the ball on the one, like maybe he would have caught it. Maybe he would. And if it was, if it's egregious, yeah, then maybe there could be like a second degree, but if it's kind of like a, if, if he call, it should be 15 yards. You bring up the NBA and the NBA has always done a great job of adapting mm-hmm. and making sure that, the fans are heard that the players are heard and they just grow the game really well. Mm-hmm. Football is a little bit slower behind baseball is definitely way behind. They, there's a lot of adjustments that can be made, but with football, it's like the one thing that they've added so far is an extra game to the regular season. Great. Awesome. But there's just so much more out there that just needs to be taken care of. And they just, they're, they're so slow moving when it comes to adapting and growing the game. I feel like every year they, there's like always like a trade off of like last year was baseball. And I feel like this year it's the NFL. And I don't know if I have like a sour taste in my mouth with the Rogers situation, with the rug situation, with the Odell situation, with the Gruden situation. There's like always like an issue. It's TMZ over here. Yeah. And the injury, the, the, the injuries are really, really slowed the season down because the shit show, even this Titans team is good, but like, we're rolling Adrian Peterson out here. It's yeah. crazy. We I mean, look, we, we always, we always try to look for that top dog where it's like, all right, who is the favorite right now to win the Super Bowl? And this year, I cannot tell you because at times you're like, okay, going into the season, it's got to be the Chiefs, right? Like the, mm-hmm. that's got to be the team. Definitely not them, right? No. Then the Bills start rolling through people. It's the Bills. Definitely not them though because they just lose to the Jaguars six to nine. Mm-hmm. And then you say the Bucks. Well, okay, Brady's playing good, but I mean they lose to the Saints. They're a two-loss team. Then you look at the Titans, right? And they beat a team that people just thought was the favorite, which is the Rams, not them. I guess I mean like the Packers p- played pretty crappy today against the Chiefs, but they didn't have Rodgers. But like, God, that Rodgers situation is such a headache. I mean, look at the end of the day, like he's just not a team player, and he's just he's just selfish through and through. I mean Terry Bradshaw called him out on Fox pregame today and was like, I'm so disappointed in you, Aaron Rodgers. Like you, you literally lied to everybody and yeah. it's just selfish. And like, it's just not, he was looked as like the face of the NFL at one point. I mean, he won the MVP last year, last year, last year. And this guy is like faking vaccines and trying to fight his case and just irresponsible. And like the whole situation with him holding out and him want to be traded and like him want to be a game show host. It's like, can we just play football? Marcellus Wiley. Did you see Marcellus? Did you see, did you watch that? No, I didn't. Marcellus Wiley had like a whole thing. It was against Calvin Ridley, actually, not against, but it was in 
response to Calvin Ridley's situation. It, mental health is tough. It's a really touchy ghost space. I try. I think all three of us try to refrain from like being, you know, pushy on somebody or like calling someone a coward right. or just telling them to suck it up because you really just don't know what someone's going through. You know, right. and it's it's their life. At the end of the day, it's what you are is not who you are. But Marcellus Wiley was saying like physical and physical health and mental health or go hand in hand. He was talking to Acho about it. And he's basically saying that you have to be mentally ready to play the game. And if you can't be mentally ready, then don't play football. It's fine, but just don't play like in the normal, like in a normal day-to-day job, like you can't just call out, especially when you're making a lot of money. Like when we were waiting tables, like, I can't go to John and Vinny's and be like, Hey, I need a mental health three weeks. I just can't like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not yeah, saying I mean, it should be different. I, I get it. It's, it's so to, to your point, like, yeah, you, you can't do that because they're not going to pay you. But if you need to do that, no one's going to say, Oh, oh don't you can do, do that. that right? Yeah. I, it would, it has to be a situation though. Like with the Falcon, like if, if I'm seeing it this way, it's like, okay, for these three games, like we can't pay you for however long, like you're, you're out, like you're out, like we understand and you know, we're, we're going to support you, but your contract is that you play throughout the year. Yeah. That so. was why that was Wiley's example. And I think it's, I think it's a tough example for Ridley. I don't, we just don't know what he's dealing with. He hasn't right. Exactly. It's just, you can't it's very over, which we had an issue with too, which I actually don't. I feel like, you know, look, we should just trust that it's something serious. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm not going to call someone out for, for being brave enough to speak up and say that they are going through something and they want to take time off. I mean, there's more to life than just football. Mm. So that's not really fair of Marcellus why to say, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think it was was interesting for him to go as a former player that route. I think they're just two different time periods. I was Mm -hmm. using the J and B examples just as like, just to relate to us. Right. Bring that up because I feel like Rogers just isn't mentally physically. He's there. And like, as a gamer, he's there, but like mentally as for what he like, what he has to do for the team, you know, what he has to do yeah. for younger fans and, you know, people like looking up to him. He's just not mentally there. I don't think, I honestly don't think Odell's mentally there either because the Browns came out and took care of business. The, the, the Odell thing is ridiculous because I mean, we saw reports on Twitter saying that he has to go to a winning organization or it's not going to be good. It's like, go, go wherever someone wants you and, and wherever is going to get you reps. Can't you can't be picky right now? Beggars can't be choosers. And it's like, sure, everyone wants to win, but like he he, he did the same thing in New York. And then, like, oh, he's going off to Cleveland now, and like they're gonna be a good team. And now he's doing the same thing. It's such a headache. Free Odell. Do you Free Odell. really do you really want him? Like, how bad do you really want? Him? I don't. I mean, look, if you're a team hurting for a wide receiver like the Saints, like the Patriots, maybe. I mean, at the, the Raiders. Maybe I mean they just signed Deshaun Jackson, but shout out to his family. Um, but I don't know; it's a headache. I mean, I wouldn't put him in an organization that is already have has a good thing going, right? Like, I don't think he fits like the Bucks right now, or oh, or right, or like even the Rams or the Titans. Like, don't ruin receiver room. Like, he's gonna come in there and he's gonna be Odell, and it's gonna throw some stuff off and you just don't want those distractions. It's not a good touches. thing to have. I'm open. Like what if we piece together every time somebody missed a receiver? Like, you think no one else misses receivers? Other people drop balls. Like that's the game. It yeah. happens all the time. Like yeah. Baker was good today. 
Like Baker, Baker's when, and he's also dealing with injury. When Baker's playing well and without the headache, like first of all, the Patriots. They were so balanced today. As a Patriots fan, we're three. We're on a three-game win streak. Ain't broke, don't fix it. Our defense is playing great. Mac could be playing a little better for sure, but our, we're running the ball phenomenally. Our running backs are good. Hunter Henry's a great red zone target. One of the announcers today said that Jacoby Myers is Mac Jones' favorite red zone target, to which I audibly said on the couch, it, how the fuck is that possible? He's never caught a touchdown in his career. Like, how ill-prepared do you have to be as an announcer to say that? That's awful. Horrible. That is so yeah. bad. Yeah, no, yeah. he's never had a touchdown in his career, which is so appalling to me. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's weird. I, the Cowboys too. You didn't you didn't mention the Cowboys because you were you were on a roll. But like the Cowboys and the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders have had a mess of a week. Yeah, Cowboys. Cow- I I was really high on them all season, and they get destroyed by Denver. Queef Jenkins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, a lot of drama in the NFL. It's just a headache, honestly, all, all around. Like I just want it to be football and just play football. To the Rogers point, it's not surprising in my opinion. There's, there's always reports about him in the media every single season about something, you know, whether it's who he's dating or the game show or, you know, what his family life is like. I, I saw a funny joke on Twitter. It was like, Rogers isn't vaccinated, which means he has COVID, which means his family is safe because he never sees his family. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, he, it's, you, you shouldn't be a laughing stock. You're, you're like one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And like, you're turning your career into a laughing stock, honestly. And I, I think he might be the most hated player in the NFL. He's just not like, it's so weird. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, it's crazy how Brady went from like, not liked to liked as he's got. The thing is Brady didn't ever do anything for people to legitimately not like him besides win football games. Yeah. Like that's a reason not to like, that's a reason to be like, Oh, like Brady, the villain. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he, he loves that. And like, as a Patriots fan, you love that. And there's a lot of people out there that are Brady fans. Like I I really respect the shit out of Brady and I love him. Like I'm always rooting for Brady to have success, but yeah, I mean, I think he flipped the script because he went to a new team and people were like, okay, I can get behind Brady on the Bucks, you know, and like he's a good dude. He's a family guy. Like, you know, he he means well. He's a good role model. Like, that's the guy that, you know, is the face of the NFL. And people always had that discussion of if Rogers better than Brady, you know, talent wise. And maybe physically he could be, you know, with his arm. But then the day, like between the years, not the same person whatsoever. It's, you're seeing you're seeing with Kyrie, people are souring on Kyrie. You know what? That's a great cross sport uh, comparison right there. Yeah, Kyrie Irving to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Kyrie isn't nearly as important to a team as Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, he, he's okay. He's a big piece, but like no. he hasn't won an MVP. No, very. It's no. You're right. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Kyrie Irving, if he doesn't have these antics, we're talking about a guy that's in the top that that top seventy five the NBA made. He should have been in there. The guy is one of the best, probably maybe the best ball handler of all time. Like Let a literal skill in the NBA, he's probably one of the best. Let me ask you this: guys like Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. I mean, obviously those guys cheated, but Kurt Schilling is left out of the Hall of Fame discussion. It's a great example because because the, the writers don't like him. He's an asshole. Is Kyrie going to get left off the NBA Hall of Fame? No, because I think that the NBA brotherhood is tighter. And that's and they have a bigger voice in the Hall of Fame. P- 
the, the players, a lot of the players still love Kyrie. It's the fans who are disappointed and don't understand it and just really want to see him play. Okay. So, and they have a yeah. tighter, they have a tighter pull. Baseball players are like, they're, they're never really voicing for other guys to get in. You never really. Yeah. I mean, that. baseball, I, I feel like with baseball as well, there's a lot more um, rivalries and like hatred towards other players. You see, you see it a lot. I mean, there's more fights in baseball than, than, than basketball. I mean, football is more physical, but you see a lot of shit talking all the time. You see guys throwing at batters. I mean, there's clearly guys who don't like each other. I don't really think people have each other's back unless they're playing for each other. Um, but also with the Hall of Fame, it's a bunch of old writers, right? For the MLB. I, I don't necessarily know how the NBA works as much. I'm sure it's a younger group of people that vote. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting debate. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I think he'll be fine. I would like to see him come back, honestly. You know, I mean, I think this Nets team could be something really special. Um, right. And I just, we, I, I'm at the point where it's like, I just want to watch good sports, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's like, there's nine voting members. Um, North American Committee consisted of nine voting members for the Naismith Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, sort of that's sports. it? Nine? It's Wikipedia just says. Well, then that's pretty easy, I feel like. I mean, there's hundreds of MLB voters. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he'll be, I think he'll be fine. Also, basketball is so much easier than baseball to get into. It's kind of like a joke. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Yao Ming, Yao Ming got in just strictly being an ambassador. Baseball is for sure the hardest. Baseball, they're both a joke in opposite ways. It's a joke because it's so easy in the NBA, and it's a joke because it's so hard in baseball. Right. Exactly. Trevor Hoffman, how many times is he on the ballot? Like four? Yeah, and he finally got in. Like, what were we doing? I mean, we might not let Barry Bonds in, which is, I mean, I know. Oh, that no, that's different. You. That's different. I but his thing still was never proven. It's true. A-Rod was proven, and I think he might. He's, I think he's going to get in because of what he's done for baseball after the fact. People he's like, got in the com- and people like him. Exactly. People more likable. He's like, it's a popularity f- contest. Yeah. The fact that he's more likable than Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous. It's a cheater. Can you believe that? Like Aaron Rodgers is such a douche. <laughs> he just is. He's such yeah. a D-bag. I wish he'd come on our show to speak his piece. Ugh, do you, like you want, I want him, you know, obviously want him, but there's like 50 other guys I'd rather have than him. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably a hundred other players I'd rather have than him. Yeah, I wouldn't. Give me Cam Jordan, like a DN. He's like, he seems like I, I really would not finish an interview with him thinking that I had fun. It was more like a, okay, that's a risk. Great. Absolutely. Oh, it's a total cloud chase. Yep. <laughs> but we'll take <laughs> no, it. We'll take it for sure. Uh, before we go, Cardinals, five gold gloves. Crazy. First time in MLB history. Yeah, ridiculous. Arenado has won the gold glove at third base every, every year since. 2012, 2011. Every year he's been in the league, right? Yeah, I guess. It's ridiculous. He's the best. He's he is, but it, it was, cl- this is a little biased, but it was cl- closer than most years this year. I think May Machado had a legit shot and he, fielding percentage wise, he was better. I mean, Manny is. Also, one of the best feeling third basements of our generation. I just so, need, I just want him to win some cool gloves. It's just like, yeah, I get it, Arenado, but I think a lot of people are just riding his dick because it's Arenado, and like, I don't. It's another popularity contest. People don't like Machado as much. Yes, he's also won four platinum gloves. The dude's a freak. He is, he is, but 
Machado had a really good year. Yeah, it's great. Machado will probably be up. Probably, according, I forget who said it on our show. Probably Levarnway well, said Hall of Famer. So oh, I agree. There you go. Um, fans out there, go to betonline.ag, place money, win big, get cash, do the whole thing. Drag both feet and bounce, swing on a full counter with that puck at that puttage PK is because they free each free throws. Why, Nick? Because they're free. Because they're free. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.